Okay, this is a movie we've been waiting to see forever. And it had, what, a couple setbacks? And then COVID hit, and we didn't get to see it until recently. We had to rent it. But uh, we're going to talk about New Mutants. Yeah. Now, I, I waited a long time for this. I, I, the first preview I really remember because yeah. I was excited about it. Yeah. I thought, wow, that might be good. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think, that first preview? Yeah, the first preview, I think it got everybody excited. It kind of came out of left field that it seemed more like a horror movie right. than anything, not really a superhero movie. Which is a cool angle, never been really done before. Well, not I mean, yet, but it, yeah. not at that level. I mean, Blade, you know. Not really. Blade was more like, I don't know, gothic it's, and over the top and just like silly vampires. It wasn't really like yeah, scary. Yeah. It's not a horror movie. It's just kind of like fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but yeah, so but, but then they they were like, no, it's not coming out. We got to reshoot a bunch of things. I don't know if they did market research and they got freaked out or or what. Do you well, know? we're gonna have to talk about that. Well, what happened? But yeah. Oh, but uh, overall, James, what did you think? What did I think? Uh, I would say, uh, should I say this too this soon? I was kind of bored for the first half of the movie. Really, I was kind of like, ah, I'm not sure if I like this. I'm not sure. I care about these characters or not I mean I like uh, Macy Williams you know uh, but the other half it, like it's like a complete switch it was like excellent it was like oh this is great action I like what's kind of happening here I like some of the angles they're doing some of the things they were doing with some of the characters this is really cool mm-hmm. I don't know what about you um, my expectations were lowered because <laughs> we don't have our theaters open right 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 um, it came out. It finally came out in August of this year of 2020, and we haven't been able to see it um, until it finally just came out for rent and on home video. It was not. It was far from what I was expecting, but it was better than I thought. Oh, good. Uh, which is which is weird because I'll just preface it with this: this is not a horror movie. No. This is not what the trailers led you to believe. This is not what Fox or the director led you to believe. Nope. Which we'll talk about that. Yeah. But, it is not a horror movie set in the <laughs> X-Men universe. It is a young adult novel-based movie set in the Marvel universe. That's right. the way that I see this. Right. And it makes sense because the director, Josh Boone, I didn't even know who he was, but he's the director of The Fault in Our Stars, which is a young adult novel. Okay. So it's kind of his wheelhouse, and he wanted this to be more of a horror movie, but that didn't happen for reasons we'll talk about later. Right, but and I think they should have gone that angle, actually. I think that would have been cool they i mean they could have but there was there was a lot of things working against them it sounds like so i've I've been reading a lot (laughs) on it since watching the movie and i'm like wow well that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense (laughs) but yeah it's it's not what you're expecting if you watch the first trailer and you got really excited three Mm -hmm. freaking years ago when the trailer came out gosh three years oh man since the trailer yeah it was originally supposed to come out april of 2018 we've waited too long for this (laughs) well i mean (laughs) There's, there's such a lack of content right now. I'm right. okay with it coming out this late. Um, what I'm not okay with is, yeah, the tonal issues that they said it was going to be horror and it's not. But So not what I was expecting. Good. But going into the history of this. So like I just said, the trailer came out about three years ago in uh, late 2017. The movie was supposed to come out in April 2018. And the whole time you heard Josh Boone saying, the director saying, I want to make this a horror movie. Fox doesn't want me to make this a horror movie. Like, it has to have horror elements, but it can't be a horror movie. Right. Oh, and that's okay. Fine. Whatever. But then it came out, the first chapter, and 
they saw Fox saw okay there is a big audience for a horror movie that's rated R mm-hmm. as long as you have a name attached to it like mutants right so Fox pulled it from the schedule they said okay we're going with your original vision it's going to be more of a horror movie than anything we're going to let you do reshoots it's going to be totally different they never got to do it oh that's what happened yeah Fox kept pushing it back pushing back reshoots because of it could have been just you know Fox didn't have much faith in it but Mm. also Maisie Williams was still on Game of Thrones oh that was holding it up probably Charlie Heaton was um, still doing uh, Stranger Stranger Things things, yeah and Anya Taylor-Joy, I mean, she's pretty busy. She does a lot of stuff. Right. So, I mean, it's a busy cast. Whatever. Can't blame them for that. So they kept pushing it back. Okay, well, maybe this schedule will work. Well, no. Well, no. And then, oh, Disney acquisition. So we're not going to shoot anything because why oh, would we pay man, for it when right. Disney's going to buy us and pay for it? Right, right. Oh, then the brutal. acquisition happened. Disney was like, you know, if you want to tighten some things up, it's it's looking pretty good. Um, but at that point, all the actors, they were noticeably older. That's awful. So they missed so, an opportunity. <laughs> they missed an opportunity. I mean, you got to strike while the iron's hot. You got to you got to fix this stuff, you know, right away with post-production or you just let the director have their vision first. And then if you think it's too scary or not in the tone that you want as a studio, fix it in editing. Right. I guess, yeah, they didn't want to do that. How crazy. So, yeah, Disney didn't want to spend any extra money on it. So they just had uh, Josh Boone re-edit it with uh, the writer, the other writer. And it just came out just like this. It's a young adult novel. It's a Hunger Games with mutants. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, which there's, is, and there's some, there's some like, horror movie elements to yes. it but yeah. yeah i wouldn't yeah you're right it wouldn't classify it as a horror movie it honestly reminds me more of one floor of the cuckoo's nest than any horror movie oh really because you have these kids well you have these kids in a basically an asylum right a mental institution and they're trying to get through their own traumas which also has set off their mutant powers right um, it's focused mostly on daniel moonstar um kind of as our main character but she's kind of one of the least interesting ones yeah she was i mean i mean she was okay but you're right she she is kind of boring she's got the the new fish vibe going on in the on the grounds you know which you know it takes them a while to grow and become their own character but i feel like she never really did <laughs> Well, and I agree, but we'll definitely talk about that too. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never heard of this actor, Blue Hunt. I don't know what she's done before. She was serviceable. She wasn't that great. Um, right. Her dialogue is what I had the most issue with. I think she was and in a TV series on the CW. That Maybe. doesn't that doesn't instill hope. Well, yeah, I know. I think, but I think that's where where, where she would be known from. <laughs> sounds sounds about right. Okay. But, I mean, instantly, and I saw this, I think, a couple months before it came out in theaters. They finally did, like, a Comic-Con from home, and they joked about, haha, this film is cursed, it's never going to come out. But, hey, it actually is coming out. We have a new trailer, and we're going to show you the first five minutes of the movie. And that first five minutes, it's awful. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, Daniel Danielle Moonstar, her dad dies at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And this is... This is a, a real actor. This is Adam Beach. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, from Joe Dirt. No, he's not. No, <laughs> no, he's from Code Talkers. Isn't oh, okay. that? yeah. But he, I mean, he's an established actor, right? 
I thought this was like a nobody that they just got to. Or wind talkers. Sorry, wind talkers. Oh, wind talkers. Yeah, sorry. But his acting, and he's barely in it before he dies, is awful. Come on, we gotta go. I'll come (laughs) back for you. It's like that. She's not. (laughs) She wasn't listening. I thought he had to reiterate. (laughs) Like I saw that first five minute clip before the movie even came out, and I'm like, oh boy. Well, I, and, acting like this? Like I didn't know if it was a hurricane or what was going. On. Um, yeah. yeah, and they they leave that up to interpretation until the end. Until the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really strange. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's it's all just about you know kids learning their way, and they're stuck in this mental institution mm-hmm. or this institution, and they just have to figure out who they are and how to control their powers, basically. And they think if they do that and they come to terms with everything, that they can move on up. They can Mm -hmm. move out of the institution. They can go and do something more important, which they assume is X-Men. Right. But that's not the case. No, no. And, you know, that's an interesting angle, actually. I mean, I I can imagine being a teenager would be kind of hard to control, just like it is hard to control your emotions. It would be even more a challenge to control your powers on top yeah. of those raging hormones. <laughs> so it's a, it's a cool angle. I mean, I didn't read a bunch of these comics, but I don't remember tackling with that in the comic book. Uh, I mean, it, it was always scattered throughout. It was you know, dealing with power <clears throat> and dealing with growing up almost like it's a, like teen a Titans. Yeah. It's like a teen Titans. Parody. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I would say new mutants is the most reminiscent of teen Titans. Yeah. I don't know which one was first in the comics. I don't either. Same idea. It's well, just this is like a weird situation to put them in. Well, I didn't realize that it went back so far. Like, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was newer. I thought New Mutants was new. <laughs> it's at least the 80s, right? Yeah, I went back to the 80s, but I thought it was like a 90s comic for some reason. They really tried to push it in the 90s, I remember, because this right. is how I found out about most of the characters. Well, and then once you warmed up to it, it was X-Force all of a sudden, so it went mm-hmm. away. And then they brought it back, I guess, in 2004. There's more new mutants or something. I don't. I don't know. know. I think. I think this storyline. I think it's based on like that revised version, um, the 2004 versions. I think. I'm not sure because I wasn't familiar with most of these characters. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I knew all these characters except for Moonstar. Yeah, Moonstar was definitely one I didn't know. Um, Rain, I didn't know. I. I I think Sam, I'm not sure, but the guy from Stranger Things, Charlie, his character, I think he might be Cannonball. I'm not sure. They're not saying their their names. Yeah, no, he's Cannonball. He's Cannonball. And then Sunspot, Sunspot I knew. Yeah. yeah no, so I guess uh, there's a couple. Rain is uh, Wolfsbane. See, I don't know why I'm not remembering. I mean, unless she looked completely different, like a like a werewolf, not a wolf. Yeah, they did. Is that quite it? Werewolf vibe. It was okay. more, you know, she could kind of transition from one to the other and kind of stay in the middle. Like that, a like a female beast, right? She did for a little bit. Okay, I think that's the one I'm familiar with then. Because I was like, who's this wolf? <laughs> yeah, no, because in the comics, yeah. it's, it's kind of silly, but yeah. she's basically like beast where she'll be completely formed right into a beast and still have like an x-men uniform right 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 that's what i thought okay so i guess i was familiar with her i just didn't recognize her at first (laughs) i mean it's their 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 original idea was that this is going to be the first movie of a trilogy if it really catches on Hmm. so i'm kind of okay with it just like her transforming and then you just seen a wolf for a lot of these moments with her right um 
and then like theoretically in the second or third film then you can go into you know she can control it and she's just always formed into a wolf so they just slap a uniform on her it's like i mean they're all still developing their powers so right that's true I, I kind of give them a pass on that. There gets a point where it just kind of looks silly. Like uh, Beast in the newest X-Men movies, like well, I know. they really screwed him up. But when he's in the in the blue fur and the X-Men uniform, mm-hmm. it just looks kind of silly. It looks cheesy. Yeah. So it's... that's what they you know, didn't want to do with this one. Understand. I understand that. Okay. Um, I I really liked Magic, which I I forgot about her character in the comics, but yeah, she is Colossus's younger sister. Right, and I think she used to be an Excalibur, right, with Lockheed. Yeah, I think that's where I know her from. Because when she said Lockheed, then I was like, oh, I remember this character, and she was cool. I mean, she was, and and the in the blending between two worlds, so there were some cool visuals there in the fight scene. I liked that. I just wanted to see more of it. I wanted to see like her, you know, spend some time in that world. You know, they didn't. I don't think they developed it that much, or maybe it was budgetary because that's a lot of CGI. She could do her own movie, and I'd go just to, so I could figure out her back story i would i would i would think that would be rad i think we got enough of her backstory here but i mean honestly just her traveling through that dimension would be cool i would watch that yeah heck yeah yeah. but they they didn't they set it up a little bit in this movie but they didn't do enough of it i just wanted more of that like crazy stuff it was cool gonna go with the horror stuff go with the crazy stuff yeah crazy's good Yeah, Lock, Lockheed was cool. I, I didn't think he looked cheesy. Um, he was like the right level of like, you know, cute and like cool. There wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a shock and I wasn't like, ugh, it wasn't really in my eyes at him. Yeah, that that was, yeah, her character was very good. She was such a jerk in the beginning, man. She was just nasty. And I enjoyed that girl fighting, actually. <laughs> the cattiness. I like that. I like that because she was right. Yeah. You know, she said that, obviously this is all spoilers if you're gonna go see the movie uh, <laughs> she said that moonstar is the cause of all these nightmares their worst nightmares coming to life and it's true so well, she's she's the necessary jerk she's not just a jerk for being you know for no reason she's gone through a lot she's ha- everybody's having to be forced through these horrible tragic things in their lives because of moonstar right she doesn't mean to do it but I mean, did, yeah. did did she say why those smiling men are after her? Did that ever come up? No, uh, Charlie did have a theory though that it that she was, um, you know, assaulted as a child. All right. Like the smiling men would come into her room and make her cry. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. Right. That's that's the best theory I've heard though. Yeah. So there's some kind of uh, assault, some kind of harassment going on there, but we don't know. So that that kind of stuff I could I would have liked to see in a second movie delving back into, you know, her story a little bit. We'll never get a second movie. I'm just no, going to say it because yeah. nobody went to the theaters. Everybody that went to the theater and saw this, they're like, me. Yeah, it would it have, have to, to be a real cult following, I think, and the demand for it. It's but. just sad that it got the same ratings, same reviews as Dark Phoenix. And this is much better. Oh, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, this was way more enjoyable than Dark Phoenix. There was too many moments in Dark Phoenix where I was just like, oh, are you kidding me? No, no. <laughs> this this I just sat quietly and watched. Well, in Dark Phoenix, remember, it's it was what Simon Kinberg's first movie that he directed, mm-hmm. which is not good. You don't just throw somebody Something's, who's never yeah. done any film into an X-Men franchise of all things. But it was they're at the point where they just didn't care. Right. But at least Josh Boone, he knows how to make a movie mm-hmm. and have it make sense. 
So it's just sad that this is kind of getting maligned the same way as Dark Phoenix, but it's... It's not, no. It's a couple notches up, at least. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> Charlie Heaton that plays Sam, or Cannonball, whatever you call him, he's mm-hmm. awful. <laughs> yeah, that accent. accent. Yeah. Yeah, he's bad. That was bothering me, too. Yeah. He yeah. was the one that took me out of it, because Wolfsbane, she has a Scottish accent. Yeah. And it's believable. Yeah. It's believable enough. For me, right. it kind of went in and out a little bit, which is fine. Because mm-hmm. um, it was still like it was still on the level of believable. But with Cannonball, yeah. he sounded he, he tried to do like a, a simple southern accent some of the time. And other times it'd be like too, too hickish. Yeah. Like, like over the top. Like Colonel Sanders. Yeah. It was just, well, I was like, what was he doing? Like, should I actually care about him? Because I can't understand what he says sometimes. He has such a thick accent that he's really pushing. Yeah, it was really, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was weird. So he took me out of the movie. Like, you can find better younger actors that probably could do a much better job than him, which is sad because he's so, he's popular, but I don't think he's, he's a good at, actor. He's good at the role that he plays in stranger things but that's about it like i haven't seen him in anything else but he he plays that character pretty well but, but it, they don't they don't have him do much though. no i they, think that's it, why because that's his, his acting abilities and he because he's not the focus you know yeah he's just actually a side character really is yeah. he's a side character <laughs> okay moving on i think the i think it wasn't too long of a film either, right? It was pretty short. 90 minutes. Cause it, and, it, and I feel like the pace in the beginning, like it, it was okay. I just feel like there just wasn't much happening. There's just this like, I feel like there's a lot of lag going on. And then there's just elements of little things changing. And, and of course, it was obvious that um, Danny's uh, arrival was the cause of the nightmares because that's when they all start. Yeah. Um, and I think some of the nightmares that came to life were, I mean, they were only hitting, I feel like they only focused on a couple of people, like, right? They only focused on Rain, Sam, Sunspot, right? And then, of course, Magic. But but it didn't really, it didn't hit the, what's the doctor's name? Uh, Dr. Reyes. It didn't really hit on her. It didn't, it didn't mess with her, which I would have liked to see. And then, am I missing anybody? Is that it? Is that all? There's only six kids in the hospital? Five. Five kids? Yeah, no, that's everybody. That was everybody. Okay, weird. I mean, I just I just wanted more of it. Like, I wanted some of these to be more fleshed out. And as far as what you're saying about the first half, I was okay with the first half, but I could tell, like, they were really, really struggling to pace it properly. Maybe that's it. Like, you could have the backstory, the first five minutes or whatever, of Daniel Moonstar um, losing her dad and going to the institution. Mm-hmm. And then it should be a slow incline to, you know, she's learning about the institution, she's meeting these people. And you start to see these dynamics of the characters. And then, you know, she's kind of going with the program. And then that's when people start to feel that something's amiss. Mm-hmm. And then it should be like a gradual increase to, okay, it's Danny that's doing this to us. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into, you know, all the action stuff and the, you know, cover up from Dr. Reyes. But it doesn't really do that. It's, it's such a fast movie that it kind of front, it, it, loads all that stuff in the second half like you're saying yeah and that, i think that's why i enjoyed it because you understand more what's going on you're right yeah if they spread it out better it would have been better Absolutely. i mean it would just give us a chance to like the characters more understand the characters motivations more right they 
they gave them a little bit of, you know, backstory and a little bit of motivation. But I, I just wanted to see more of them because they're all likable in their own way. Yeah. They had their own little cliques and they had their own, you know, you know, light characterizations. But still, like, these are new mutants that we have not seen in a freaking X-Men movie. We did not get another Cyclops and Jean Grey. Right. Or the same five X-Men that's always been in X-Men movies. Yeah, that's annoying. I was excited to know more about these characters and to, like, really delve deep into their backstories and their worlds. But. You know, uh, you can only do so much in a 90 minute film. Right. That's true. So that was kind of a letdown that, you know, the um, I mean, that also kind of impedes uh, Wolfsbane and uh, Mirage or Daniel Moonstar, their relationship. Mm -hmm. Because it's like pretty soon after Danny gets there, then she's already kind of falling for rain already. Yeah. Which you think it would be gradual, like in over the course of a couple of months, you could have done a time jump. Yeah, they could have, and they didn't. I yeah, didn't see that. It's nice that they, you know, got together. I do like that. They're they're cute together, and I like that they care for each other. Like it's it's a love story at the central part of this movie, but it was rushed I don't know it was, and forced. I, I, well, I wouldn't say forced. I don't know if it was earned. Earned because there you go. once again, you're you're talking, you know, ninety minute film. You can only do so much when you're doing trying to do a love story. She's only been there like a week. Mutants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, all this crazy CGI battle stuff at the end. There's there's going to be, you know, not enough time to delve into their relationship enough. And, and they, it showed some good moments with them, but that's it. And that could have been earned with a simple montage of them just practicing earning their powers over, you know. And they could have had like the, like the, uh, I know it's kind of lame, but. You know, they could have had their, like, Halloween decorations up at one point. <laughs> like, Thanksgiving decorations, you know. But they didn't do that. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. It was, yeah. yeah. Like, what if you had the visions just start, like, very uncommon at first? Mm-hmm. Then over the course of the months that Danny's there, then it starts becoming every night and then every night for everybody. And that's when they start to really lose it. And and here's the other thing. Like, why is she there at the institution? Do they know she has power? Because, like, she didn't even know what her power was when they were yeah. asking her, remember? Yeah. Which is weird to me. Like, I'm like, well, why is she there? What's her power? You know? And they, they every, knew somehow. Everyone else knew, but she didn't. It's like, yeah. okay, that's weird. Yeah. Because, yeah, you have the... The program that's backed by the Essex Corporation, right. which is Mr. Sinister. He's Nathaniel Essex. So, you know, of course, they're not actually going to be upgraded to the X-Men. No. <laughs> they're basically going to be slaves for the Essex Corporation. Right. But that being said, like, there's not even a line of dialogue saying, you know, with our outreach with Essex Corporation, we were able to find you and see that you have power. There was something going on with you. Mm -hmm. uh, in the forest or wherever we found you right there was i mean it could have been a simple line of dialogue but that you have to make that jump yeah in your mind that okay it's it's some corporation they must have caught her doing something they must have seen something in her well, but I mean, yeah you're right they don't really explain that they don't and my brain went to right away okay she's got a power she can't control and she kills people by accident that's that's where my mind went right away and then they give you that story where she says my dad to told me a story when i was young about two bears and over one, and over yeah yeah and one bear is good and the other bear is bad you know <laughs> you're like okay three times i counted yeah. three times yeah. she told that story right so you get it you kind of get it right away 
Yeah. But that being said, jumping to the end, that bear was freaking cool. It was. Yeah. Until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Yeah. So big CGI battle at the end is with the demon bear that Danny, unbeknownst to her, is controlling. Cool. Cool idea. You don't have an actual antagonist that's real. You have demon bear that you're fighting. Right. Cool. That's different for comic book book movies. And you have the chance for each character to show off their powers to try and fight it off. Super cool. Magic and the bear was the best part of that. Yes. That was the coolest part. I mean, I liked liked all of them stepping up to the plate to try and, you know, to try and fight the demon bear. But, you know, once Danny wakes up, she just kind of goes, no. Right. That was. That's a bad bear. No. Yeah, that was bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really? When it was trying to eat Macy Williams, though, I was like, oh my gosh. That was great. And then, yeah, when she wakes up, yeah, you're right. That was, uh, that was lame. That was just not the way to do it. Like, no. she could have had no dialogue there and could have been just giving it like a deathly stare. You know what I thought would have been cooler? Is if she mustered up the good bear and she became the good bear. That would have been way cooler. And, that would have been cool. And and as she musters up the power of the good bear and the, the evil bear shrinks down. <laughs> that would have been cool. Well, that works with the story because the story that her dad said is the only way to conquer the evil bear is... Um, Feeding the right one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I thought. And then like if it's smaller, making the other one smaller or whatever. Right. And, 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 and if she fed the good bear and then that good bear ate the bad bear, it'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> But it's more about training the bear. Yeah. yeah, Which is fine, too. It's just... I don't know. They they really... Yeah, they really pushed that idea so much, it was kind of obvious. Right. It's always going to be her, but she's not controlling it. So, there goes the big surprise at the end. Bummer. (laughs) But, yeah, you could have built up to it, could have made it more of a surprise. Um, They originally had an idea that they were going to have Colossus. Right. That would have been pretty cool. Well, and have you Googled the New Mutants cast? Are you talking about John Hamm? It's just really confusing. Well, no, I don't even see John Hamm on here. What what confuses me is you got Antonio Banderas as Null. No, he's not on. He's not in the movie. Why is he on this? <laughs> that's just a that's just a mistake. <laughs> it is okay. Good. You got James McAvoy. They just nope. mention him. They don't even show him. Uh, of course, they've got uh, what's the actress's name that plays uh, Domino? Uh, Rosero Dawson. No, Zazzy Beats. Oh, Zazzy Beats. So why is Rosario Dawson on here? So all those people, they were at once um, in talks to be in this movie. So they just threw him on here. Okay. There was there was a first draft where Professor Xavier made a cameo. Okay. Rosario Dawson was going to be the original Cecilia Reyes. Oh, she was. Doctor, but oh. she didn't agree to. She didn't. She didn't sign on for the part. She was just in talks. That doesn't mean anything. Okay, so that that's why there, there's some are some actors on this movie. Well, who would Antonio Banderas be? <laughs> uh, he's that's just a mistake. <laughs> what the heck? Um, the John Hamm one, I I don't know if he's on there or not, but he no, was not. actually supposed to be Mister Sinister. I I heard that. That would have been that cool. Would be part of the reshoots. That would have been cool. That would have been really cool. At this point, yeah, no sequels. All right. Well, thanks for clearing that up for me because I was confused. Yep. I'm like. Well, is he a voice? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> well, but you know who is a voice. Oh, yeah. Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Yeah. He's the smiley man. It's very strange. So they just got him to like moan and like squeal and do like a weird cackle. And he probably made a million bucks. 
Yeah, probably made some good money. You don't think they actually got him to dress up as the smiley man just to save some money? No. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. So, I mean, after all the development uh, delays, post-production issues, such and such, what would you say overall, James? Um, worth seeing? Yeah, I would say it's worth seeing. I mean, um, I, I, I did rent it, and it was, what, five bucks? So yeah. I think it was worth the five bucks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I really yeah. do. Yeah, five bucks. Yeah. It's one of those films you don't want to invest, you know, too much money. Mm. I mean, you don't invest too much time since it's only 90 minutes, but you also don't want to invest too much of yourself because you don't want to have your hopes up too high. But it's still enjoyable for what it is, at least I thought. Yeah, if it shows up on TV, I'll watch it. Yeah. I may not buy the DVD, but if it's on television, I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's a breath of fresh air to have some new characters in the X-Men universe, some new mutants, literally new mutants that we've never seen before <laughs> that last longer than one film. Yeah. Like uh, Banshee. I was gl- so glad they did Banshee in first class. And then it's like, oh, he died. <laughs> yeah, that was not cool. Off screen death. I was like, mm. Oh, bummer. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, they tried something new. It didn't work out, but. I, I think you're right. I think it is going to start garnering a cult following, you know. I could see that. I could see... Just being different. Yeah, I could see some people um, get really into it. Absolutely. Yeah. It has it has, it has the recipe for that. I don't know. It has potential, yeah. Yeah, it has potential. And if I watch it again, you know, maybe I'll like it more. I don't know. Google? Is there anything you're watching now? Not really watching. Um, I'm going back through and playing the Walking Dead Telltale series. Okay. The video game. Because... Watching the <laughs> Walking Dead, yeah, World Apart or World Beyond, yeah, it's it's been bad. so bad that I just wanted to start playing the Walking Dead video game because that is still the best iteration, right, of anything Walking Dead, including the graphic novel. The graphic novel I think is kind of overrated. So, um, you know, you kind of play it and watch it. You have like limited interaction, but I've been you know, doing that more than anything, you know, a couple of kids movies with the kids, but that's it. Okay, cool. And we How watched, we watched, well, actually I should probably touch on this one first. Cause it, it kind of coincides with the new mutants, but have you heard of the, the Marvel uh, series Hellstrom? Uh, I've been reading a couple things about it. I didn't know it actually would come out. It's on Hulu right now. So oh. I've been watching it. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's interesting. It's actually really interesting. There's a there's a one actress that kind of gets under my skin a little bit. She's kind of annoying, but the story itself is all pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm halfway through it right now, and it's it's actually it's getting better. So I recommend that. And then the kids and I watched the Lego Holiday Special on Disney Plus. Oh, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it actually was. Not not. No, I saw it. I saw it. You saw the Lego one. Is it's definitely a kid's thing. Oh no, sure. absolutely. Lucy yeah. wants to watch it again, so that's what it's about. Yeah. There was a few. I had a few laughs with it. it I, I just get exhausted when there's um, the same thing happening over and over again. So you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time travel stuff. Time travel stuff. Going back and forth makes it exhausting for me. But yeah, she no. loved it. And that thing's only forty minutes. I know. <laughs> no, it felt like it was two hours. <laughs> Yeah, but it was it was there was some funny jokes in there. I don't remember exactly what they were, but I I, I laughed a couple of times. That's how good they were. You don't remember? I don't. Them. Yeah, I just I should wrote them <laughs> down. <laughs> cool. Well, I don't know what we'll work on next. Um, oh, Mandalorian probably, huh? Uh, I don't know when it's gonna end. If they're gonna do 
like last year and it's eight episodes. Yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe. Well, no, it's only episode four. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we're halfway there. We're only halfway halfway through. It's been pretty good, though. I'm caught up and it's it's good. Yeah, me too. It's it's been really good lately. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's been uh, keeping up the potential of the first season. And what I like is I haven't seen the fourth um, episode yet, but the third episode I thought actually was possibly the best so far. Exactly. I would. I agree. And, but wait, it was done by, I think, the worst director last season, <laughs> oh, no. Bryce Ellis Howard. <laughs> so she stepped it up. <laughs> she stepped it up. I was surprised. Good for her, man. Good for her. So, that's interesting go figure yeah just practice right it's like me well cool I guess this concludes this episode of Nerding Daily and we'll figure out what we do next next time cool.